0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Baseball America Pro Podcast. I'm Kyle Glazer. Our guest today is our very own Josh Norris, fresh back from the Arizona Fall League. Fresh is an operative word. Josh, this is your Super Bowl every year, your favorite thing in the whole world. You saw... It's a two-week Super Bowl, yeah. Two years ago, Glaber Torres was in the league. Last year, Ronald Acuna Jr. This year, Vladdy Jr. I would ask you who the best prospect you saw in the league was, but I think we know the answer to that. Yeah, it's
1: Vladdy head and shoulders above everyone else. It's it's not, as someone Twitter it the other day, it's, it's not men among boys, it's a monster among men. He's, so, he's as good as the hype and then some. This is the best hitter on the planet in the minor leagues.
0: You know, you hear the comparisons, names like Frank Thomas, Manny Ramirez, guys who contended and or won batting titles, averaged 30 to 40 bombs a year at their peak. Thomas is in the Hall of Fame. Manny would be. We'll see how voters treat the steroid. AI I mean, various we'll, things, and but will th- of his dad. And that's what's interesting because I think that, you know, his dad is a, is a different hitter, very much so. But by the same token, Vlad Sr., always hit for high average, also was hitting 30 to 40 home runs at his peak. Either way, you're talking about a special, special, special talent.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's maybe one pitcher in the fall league who can challenge him. Other than that, it's just BP for this guy. Uh, I saw it, the way I described it to one scout was: imagine if you took Serena Williams and you brought her down to the local YMCA and you had her play against anyone there. Serena is Vlad, and the. Rando at the YMCA is every pitcher. <laughs> he, he destroys people. There was one game, I want to say early, uh, the first game I saw him, where uh, Salt River brought in Justin Lawrence, who is a nasty hot, sinker baller from the side. Right. 97, 98 miles an hour from the side. I thought, okay, this is right on right, high velo. This is going to be a problem. Nope. First pitch, 97, shoots it to the gap for a double. I mean, like it was nothing. Like he was swatting a fly. He had, I think he struck out once when I was watching him and Ryan Castellani got him with a slider and then...
0: And by the way, Ryan Castellani's slider is a certifiable plus pitch and at its best, it's even a tick nastier. So it's not like it's he's a nobody. Not the one I saw. But <laughs> oh, well, that's right. I, again, consistency has been a thing with Castellani, but at his best, it's a plus slider.
1: It was, he got him once and then not again. Vlad learned. <laughs>
0: In terms of, well, first of all, was Vlad playing DH for you? Was he third first base? He was all third base. All How third was base. that?
1: It was fine. I mean, it was. There's some stuff he needs to learn. Like you probably, sh- if a ball's hit to Cole Tucker, you should probably let Cole Tucker have the ball <laughs> because you're at this point you have trotted your way over to the shortstop hole, and uh, you're you're in trouble there. Um, you know, he he moves better than you think. Uh, he I had, heard
0: that pretty consistent. He
1: had like two or three infield hits while I was there. um, there was one where he—I was standing at the line, and I watched in horror as he ran into the dugout for a foul ball. Thank goodness he didn't fall; he just went down the steps very quickly. But it was like, no, Vladdy, no, this is not why we want you there. But in other times, I've seen him. I saw him in Buffalo this year where he dove for a ball, and his belt busted. Uh, that was weird. We had a, a delay; we had to go get a new belt.
0: It's a Pablo Sandoval status.
1: It really was, um, but you know, he's—he's he's not as bad of a runner as you'd think he's not going to ever be a great third baseman but I don't care where you play him he's going to profile and he's going to hit and hit and then hit some more
0: we know Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a stud that keeps being reinforced to us over and over and over again non-Vladimir Guerrero Jr. division who stood out to you in your looks
1: Forrest Whitley that was the best pitcher there by far (laughs) <laughs> so, funny story, I, started, I saw him the first day, and he struck out eight in three innings, and then had a little trouble in the fourth inning, I think in part because his team took like 25 minutes to score, so he got to sit on the, the, the bench for a while, but I, they made very little contact, I'm talking even foul balls, during that three-inning stretch. He th- That David McKinnon got a ground ball to second was a victory. And it was four pitches that you could go uh, 70 fastball, 70 changeup, six curveball, maybe five cutter. It was unbelievable. He, these these hitters had no chance. The only one who might have had a chance is Vlad, and he wasn't in the game. So, you know, tough for him. I, I would pay to see Vladdy versus Forrest in this setting. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would definitely like actual, pay actual money to watch that.
0: Well, I'll be out in the Fall League in uh, two weeks, so hopefully I'll get a chance to see that. But you probably won't have to wait very long because you can watch the two of them match up when they're facing off and when the Astros play the Blue Jays.
1: I don't know if that particular game is coming up anytime soon, but...
0: Two American League teams. Oh, yeah. They, they are going to play at some point every year for the next yes, couple years. Yes,
1: I am. I'm still in the Astros in the Nationals mentality, <laughs> which tells you, podcast listener, how old I am and how early in the morning this is for me <laughs> <laughs> Especially that you're still on uh, mountain time a little bit. I am still on mountain time a lot bit. This I was this morning was ah, it feels like seven o'clock. Oh, it's nine forty-five.
0: So Vlad Guerrero Jr. is the number one prospect on the BA Top One Hundred. Obviously the, With best, a bullet. the the top uh, the top hitter. Forrest Whitley is the top ranked pitcher on the BA Top One Hundred. Who are some guys that are. Lesser, whether it's lower on the hundred or not on the hundred at all, or just guys that maybe you didn't have a great knowledge base of but who really did something for you in the fall league that opened your eyes.
1: I mean, I've seen as much of Nate Pearson as anybody who doesn't work for the Blue Jays this year. I got him at the end of spring training and I got him in a spring, uh, an Arizona Fall League start. He made one start during the regular season, so I've seen a good percentage of Nate Pearson's outings this year. Uh, he's really good. He, he's not quite Forrest Whitley level, um, but, you know, it's a fastball. He touched 105 times for me. Uh, it's an, a downer curveball. There's a, a, a low 90s slider and a low 90s change up there. I think he needs a little more finesse on those pitches than scouts agree. Um, but it's, it's four pitches that you could easily see being four sixes or better in the future. Uh, he's, he has the potential to be at the top of a rotation um, with a little more refinement, which he obviously didn't get a chance to this year because he had a ball lined off his elbow that shattered it. Then um, he had back issues coming out of spring, and I guess he went down to instructs, and they gave him the go-ahead to be in the fall league. But you know, he's, he's number two for me behind, um, what I just say, Forrest Whitley.
0: You know, he's an interesting case, because he was someone that was drafted toward the back of the first round last year. And this happens. Sometimes guys are drafted at a certain spot or signed at a certain spot, and then they show up for that first instructs, and teams realize we got something better than we even realized we got. And by the way, it goes the other way sometimes too. There's times you hear about guys who are signed for big money or drafted high and they show up in Instructs and right away team officials curse under their breath and go, oh no, what did we do? They won't admit it, but it happens more than you oh, think. Yeah. Um, but on, but in this case with Pearson, as soon as he showed up to Instructs last year, there was some whispers and talking to various officials and, and things that you know people who weren't you know BSing us were seeing like, hey... They got something really, really, really good here. Obviously, the injuries uh, took over this year, but it seems like as long as he's healthy, as you mentioned, I mean... And he I,
1: has to get better with fastball command. He has to learn to control the body a little more. He's simplified the delivery since uh, high school um, where he doesn't go hands over head. It's, it's a clean break to start, but you know it's going to be a struggle in that regard. But... Um, you know, at, at his best, he could be very, very special. I mean, you could, I think his floor is like a Dellen Batances, where he's, you know, the tall guy who comes out and just dominates you through sheer force of will and, you know, triple-digit fastball.
0: And Dellen Batances, multiple-time all-star and anchor of a bullpen for a perennial, uh, well, I should say now perennial uh, division title and, and hope World Series hopeful. That would certainly not be a bad outcome in the grand no, scheme of all relief things. Relief
1: ace is what you would call him, I think, but...
0: On the position player
1: side, outside of Laddick who jumped out to you? Um, I liked a guy with the A's named Luis Barrera. He was he made a lot of solid contact for me. He's got speed. He plays a decent outfield. He's got instincts. He's just an overall player who's going to be a, a some of his parts sort of guy. There's a lot of things to like about him. I didn't know anything about him coming in. And you just watched him. I think I got that team a lot for whatever reason. And he you know, just kept hitting and running and making all sorts of catches
0: no it's interesting i have california league coverage as those of you who listen to the podcast know Uh, i i got a look at Brera with Stockton this year and then talking to evaluators and and just you know coaches around the league he came up as a guy as well that this was someone who they felt like was blooming a little bit later he's in his he was in his early he's in his 20s uh playing in high a He, he was you know not that he was old but just kind of Everything's starting to come together for him a little bit later. He wasn't some guy at 18 that everyone said, ooh, is going to be a stud. Does everything well. So, and, and the biggest thing with him that kept coming up is he keeps improving. Every couple months you check in on him, he was better and better and better. And I mean, again, there were good reports out of him in the California League as, hey, he's getting better. I like him, but he wasn't a Cal League top 20 guy. But you fast forward two, three months, it seems like he's taken another jump. And those are the types of trends you like to see. Guys just, every time you check in, two, three months in, they're better than what you remembered.
1: Yeah, I mean, he obviously wasn't better than what I remembered (laughs) because I didn't see him previously because the A's don't come out here. Um, Another guy in that that kind of vein that we did see a lot here uh, was Abraham toro Hernandez. Dude can hit. Dude can straight up hit. From both sides of the plate, he... uh, you know, from the right side, I watched him, they have shifting very heavily to the right side when he's batting lefty, uh, and he hit it through it twice in one game. And then, uh, the same game, he hit a home run from the left, from the right side to left field. And you watch him, he makes solid contact all the time, he can play a decent third base, dude's bilingual, it's really impressive.
0: You know, Josh and I actually had this conversation uh, off-air the other day. When I went down to Bowie's Creek this year, just popping in, you know, you knew J.J. Matajevich was there. Ronnie Dawson was there. They had a couple other guys funneling in and out. And I, even in July, I came back and said, Abraham Toro's the best hitter on that team and probably the best player. And it, to me, it was not much of a discussion. Some, like I said, hit from both sides with leverage. He was able to get the ball in the air, hit it hard. Bowie's Creek is not an easy place to go yard in. No. He was sending it out without much of a problem saw bat speed, turning around velocity, taking good at-bats. Uh, to me, if you're an Astros fan, again, we'll see. Not not that J.J. Matojevic is bad. He's he's fine. You know, Ronnie Dawson does some good things. But to me, Abraham Toro Hernandez was the guy on that Boots Creek team and now playing the best of the best of his peers as prospects. I think he's showing it's absolutely for real.
1: I mean, if, you, if you're if you an Astros fan, go to the AFL and see the Scottsdale Scorpions. Forrest Whitley, Abraham Toro Hernandez, J.B. Bukowskis. Ronnie Dawson, I mean, you got some guys there. Bukowskis for me was really interesting, and at some point we're going to have a story about him going from the newly analytically minded Tar Heels to the always analytically minded Astros, and just how much data he's been inundated with over the past three, four years here, and just how that's helped him uh, learn about himself as a pitcher. Um, But, what you did see after you know he he somehow pitched at five levels this year thanks to rehab <laughs> he got to GCL Tri City Quad City Buies Creek and Corpus this year um, so that's, that's gonna be a fun stat line to put together for the handbook but uh, he was really good you know it's max effort everything but fastball was I want to say up to ninety seven the slider was not his best he even he admits it was you know, it kind of had more sweep than depth at that point. But the changeup kind of, when he hit it right, fell off the table in the low 90s. It had that true hangman trapdoor action. He made some guys look really stupid on that pitch. It was, him and Whitley were really, really fun to watch.
0: Pukowskis, uh had a delayed start this year because he was in a car accident.
1: All right, he slipped a disc in his back.
0: You know, got hurt. Um, obviously a scary situation anytime you're talking about an automobile accident. And because of that, I think a lot of people didn't get a chance to see the guy who was you know, the, the uh, mid-first-round pick, uh, borderline you know, All-American type at North Carolina. And now that he's worked up to full speed you know, was in the AFL to get innings, seems like good things are happening. You have health, a change-up was something that talked about he needed to add because the fastball was there, the slider was there. It sounds like it's coming along. Even though we kind of missed a year of development, Seems like he didn't really miss, you know, all that much in his general pro-
1: progression up toward the majors. No, he was he was really good. Uh, speaking of guys that you will miss if you go to the fall league, um, at least right now, Michael Chavis is on the roster, but he's not there. Brent Rooker is on the roster, but he's not there. So don't look for them. Just <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're out there, you're one of the many autograph hunters who are who make up the crowds there. it's, it's autograph hunters, scouts, media types, wives and girlfriends, family
0: my uh, the f- personal favorite is when i go there and i see people holding the baseball america prospect handbook asking the players to sign on their write ups
1: yeah i've seen that occasionally my favorite is the autograph hounds that i've seen on both coasts now the same guy <laughs> <laughs> i i think if you're a regular afl watcher you know exactly who i'm talking about but i've seen them in the gcl and the a the afl they get around Uh, let's see who else
0: driven by their passion
1: Uh, Melvin Adon was really good in the one outing I saw him in you know if you looked at my video you might say certain pitches are sliders and then you'd look at my notes and you realize they're 99 Uh, he he was 96 to 101 with uh, a really nasty slider I mean he's got a long way to go to get that delivery in sync to keep himself when he when he finishes his delivery it's really good when he doesn't he has no hope of throwing a strike, but he dominated the, I don't know who it was. He dominated, others. he was Salt River. He dominated Salt River because his last strikeout was uh, Brian Miller. Um, he dominated that night and looked every bit of a, you know, a back end of the bullpen type of piece, but he's in a, he's in high A or finished the year in high A, and there's, there's a bit of a ways to go.
0: Yeah, Melvin Adon is someone I, I got to look at with San Jose this year, and what came up pretty consistently with the valuators is... He opens up really early, so yep. the batters see the ball right away, and that's why you know I saw him go out and throw a hundred and two mile an hour fastball. Jack Kruger lined it back past his head into center field. They saw it as soon as as soon as he opened up. And there's one that you know he had a, a really not a very good year at all starting for the San Jose Giants. There is a sense that the stuff is real. He's going to have to really, really, really. Not, it's not a delivery tweak, but a full on reconstruction in some form or fashion to make sure that batters are not seeing him so early I'll be curious to see how he looks in the fall when I go out to see him just to see if there's anything visibly different than what I saw with San Jose this year
1: and there's there's um beyond Adon there's one guy I should definitely mention that's Darwin's on Hernandez who last check I'm sure he's had an outing since then had 11 strikeouts in five innings um he was they didn't have a chance against him.
0: Red Sox lefty, yeah. What did what did he
1: show you? Yeah, it was uh, I want to say a fastball up to ninety seven. Don't quote me on that. Just I think that's where it was. But two breaking balls that were really good. And I mean he 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 was really nasty. He he was quiet because I think we were all still basking in the Forrest Whitley glow. And then you kind of looked like hey, this guy's doing pretty well too. He's not pitching for the Astros. He's not six seven. He's and you know, on Hernandez has long been one of their prospects. Um, this fall league is going is doing wonders to kind of um, reinforce his value.
0: He missed bats at high and double A this year, but he also had more than 5 walks per 9. Just what did you see from him in terms of his ability to control his arsenal?
1: Uh he did it. Um he I don't think he had he think he had one hit and no walks in those 5 innings. So So you
0: know it's in there. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was really really good out of the bullpen. Yeah. Brett Hanowich for the Angels was up the 99. He did
0: touch a hundred earlier this year for Inland Empire. A Stanford, a Stanford arm definitely got some real power there.
1: I want to say, to Plantier was up to either seven or eight. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, short bursts. Incredible. But uh, yeah. he was he was really good. His curveball is really nasty.
0: Yeah. He uh, he's been he kind of pitches at ninety two to ninety four at least he has the last you know a couple years. But again, another guy. There's been some injuries. He'll show you four pitches, both his curveball and his slider at various times. I've heard have been. Excellent. They seem to waffle one or the
1: other, yeah, but the, the curveball was well ahead of the slider. I mean, the, the slider was flat. Um, the curveball was it was a hammer in the low eighties, and the changeup was barely there.
0: One of the things with him is he's got a bit of a different delivery. It's a very reliever look to it, but mm-hmm. when you know he's he's shown the ability to hold his stuff, be durable in the sense of he pitched a lot of innings in the Cal League last year, or two years ago. Last year, not so much. He has had some injury issues, but one of those was a hammy. What, for you, do you make of his delivery and his overall ability to stick as a starter? Because that has been the question.
1: I mean, I think I'm more concerned about the injury history than I am the delivery. It's a different delivery from a starter. You don't see it very often, but you know, you don't see Chris Sale's delivery very often from a starter.
0: Even Mike Clevenger's, you don't see it very yeah, often. Yeah,
1: I mean, Chris Sale, I can think of two guys that have the delivery, and that's him and Randy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Not, little slot lefty. Yeah, really, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, there was a lot of questions about, you know, Luis Severino's delivery coming up. Not so much that he was tipping pitches, it just looked like it wouldn't last over uh, the course of six or seven innings or whatever. I mean, you could say the same thing about J.B. Bukowskis. I'm sure there's a lot of questions about how well that's going to hold up over six or seven innings because it's max effort all the time.
0: Even last year, you and some other people had some concerns about Walker Buehler because, hey, smaller guy, it looks like it's max effort. He's grunting. But the thing I always go back to, and this is some of the discussion, especially when you're talking about guys who are (laughs) pro-prospects. If they're holding their stuff and their their command, you know, d- deliveries are going to look different. There's different ways to succeed. There's different ways to generate your you know get to your get to your velocity, different arm slots, different windups. There's different everything. It's pitching is a, a very unique art to each individual.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the outing we're talking about for me that I saw Walker Bueller was an instructs game, so it's extremely hard to gauge how well his stuff was playing because he's Walker Bueller and he's facing. <laughs> I don't remember what the team was. Uh, they're, the, they're the Great
0: Lakes Loons equivalent, That the, the low-A aff- Worse affiliate. than that.
1: Like, <laughs> the 17-year-old. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he was facing the, the, the AZL Dodgers. Right, basically. Uh, I mean, that game had him. There was another big leaguer in that game. Um, Rob Segedon was in that game. It was, a, it was a very weird mix. So, like, you could see he was definitely throwing very hard, but he, like, yeah. he, like, he was grunting every pitch. Yeah, so but take but it I, out of him.
0: But I think the point is that, you know, hold your stuff, hold your command. Different deliveries are going to look look different.
1: Darius Valdez with the Padres. That guy throws real hard and is real tall. Uh, someone made the point to me like, hey, this guy throws really hard and is really tall. How come he's not a Yankee?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I saw him in Elsinore up to 99. Yeah, and, I got the uh, same. And uh, what was fun about him is it's tall. It's really long limbs. It's almost like noodle arms. that just kind of comes around. It's and a wacky whip.
1: arm flailing tube, man.
0: Right. It's like wh- whips at you. And oh, by the way... I mean, again, it's just, it's you know, we talk about effort, that's max effort. He comes, it's like a whip with the arm, it's 99, and he does not hold back.
1: Um, we're, I'm looking at the same roster here that Doris is on, but uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Keston Cura. Shout out to Taylor Swift, hitter's going to hit, hit, hit. <laughs> and he's he's really good. He uh, There was a game where I, I saw him, he hit the Grand Slam, and you could see it coming. The pitcher had... Nothing, no command at all. It was three-one, bases loaded. I'm thinking, okay, everybody in the park knows you get getting the fastball, and he he lined it out to left center field. It's like, okay, this is easy. It's not. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.